0: I'm Aria Schwartz, along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. It's been over a month since we did our mid-free agency grading. Now that class is over, it's time we look back and see what has changed. please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash winsider that's patreon.com backslash winsider less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at winsider.com that's winsider.com if you're looking for a fun new way to enjoy the w join winsider on playback it's creative it's new it's fun like i said and, well, it's just a great way to interact with the WNBA community while enjoying some great basketball. The link is playback.tv backslash Windsider. That's playback.tv backslash Windsider. Welcome back to the Windsider Show. I'm excited. Free agency is always a heated debate time, a time where everyone gets to put on the the GM hat and, and really step into the role as a keyboard GM, as they say. We did our grades before. A few things have happened since then. So, just so everybody knows, we did our mid free agency grades uh, on February 9th. Now, a lot has happened since February 9th, so it'd only be right if we discuss some of the moves and not even necessarily discuss some of the moves, but more so, did any of the moves move the needle? to make a team's grade any different. Um, So, you know, obviously there was the Diamond to Shields trade, uh, the Michaela Onyewere trade, like there was the Marina Mabry trade, like there was multiple trades going about. Um, And then there was also, let's see, what are some other, Bree Jones finally signs, um, Mariah Jefferson, Shea Petty, uh, Hansu, BG signed, Banham signed, Diana Taurasi. Um, who else? Rashonda oh, Gray, Alicia
1: who, Clark extension,
0: Alicia Clark extension, or Alicia Gray extension. Um, so,
1: Alicia Gray extension,
0: yeah. Uh, Neka Gumake finally signed. Sine signed. Uh, Ari McDonald got the team option. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Uh, yeah, I think that was pretty much the biggest. Uh, I guess I mean Johannes. Uh, officially signing with New York. Uh, was a big one. And then uh, Cheyenne Parker also getting a contract extension were some big ones. I mean, those were kind of the biggest newses, newses, the biggest headlines um, since our last podcast about free agency. And I'm curious for you, you know, but we can go, do you, is there a team that stands out that you want to talk on first or do you just want to go down the list and we'll talk about if anything shifted?
1: Whew. you um, were a little bit removed from it. So I think my first reaction is let's just go like down the list and talk about it one by one and kind of kind of just dive into it that way.
0: Yeah. Atlanta, before we gave a B minus, um, minus. and honestly, my grading was very much hanging on the idea that Alicia Gray, you don't make that trade to get Alicia Gray and give up that much asset unless you know you're getting a contract extension. I know there's reports going back and forth. It's officially official uh, that she did extend. So for me, like it just solidifies the B minus or the B that I already gave them. Um, anything changed for you?
1: No, I mean, I had a B from the beginning. I definitely, you know, felt like that extension was going to happen. I don't feel like that trade would have happened if that wasn't the case. Um, you know, had some solid pieces that were added, but nothing really that moves the needle too crazy. I, I personally am a fan of the D Rob trade, um, because of what it means just for the short term and, and, from a veteran presence. So, um, and again, we're talking about everything from right before free agency trade wise to up until this point. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a solid free agency. They made the solid steps, uh, but obviously nothing groundbreaking.
0: Yeah. Took a couple steps, but nothing, you know, hop, skip, and jump. Right. DC, I gave a B And honestly, like I was very torn on that where to, to grade them in my mind, you know, just to be blunt, the only real signing that impacts their grade is Brittany Sykes. There wasn't really much else that they did. Um, and I'll say the same thing I said last time. They made their team that they, they made up for any losses they were going to get by losing Alicia Clark on defense. They did not solve any of the offensive issues. Um, it's a B minus for me. And I could have honestly gone with a C.
1: I feel like I just give B's out when I'm just kind of like, meh, you know, like, yeah, I don't hate it, but I'm not excited. It's just kind of like meh. Um, we, we've said this, it feels like for five years now, literally nonstop, you know, it really comes down to health. Um, I personally was surprised that there wasn't more of a concerted effort to try and retain Alicia Clark. I don't feel like she ever really found her footing there because of the injury. And so, you know, so maybe, maybe, there's an effort just to try, you know, and get, get a little more youthful. Um, but like, I, I don't know, you know, I, I can't hate on it too much, but I also can't love it. Exactly.
0: Chicago. uh, I know I gave them like a C plus because I viewed it as, you know, the world is falling around them and they were able to kind of create some sort of shelter. So they weren't hit by debris. Um, The adding Marina, does that change it for me? Not a whole lot, honestly, because like I think it's a good move. Um, They I know some people are saying they got fleeced uh, for the amount of draft picks they gave up on that. Um, but I look at it and I look at it from a very specifically this year, like, did the team get that much better? I mean, yeah, but no, if that makes sense. <laughs> so I, I, I guess I'm sticking uh with my C plus. I don't think it bumps it up. If anything, the last the la-, la the loss of draft picks might drop it down to just a plain old C.
1: It's interesting to see the way people view this Chicago skies for agency like like the metric which they they weigh it from is it from a coach's perspective is it from a GM perspective Um, I think therein lies the issue is you've got one man wearing both hats who's probably in an internal battle with himself to begin with Um, I personally you know the dismantling of this team some people think, oh man, it's just absolute ca- catastrophe, right? I-, I didn't, I didn't see it that way. I felt like this was inevitable. This core was going to break up. You had a lot of players, you know, kind of at the back end of their careers. Um, you know, you really got the sense that Allie Quigley could make a change, Candace Parker potentially. So, like, I'm okay with the dismantling of you know the the, the core we've seen the last couple of years. Um, from there, there's always going to be a real rebuild. There's always going to be you know change. So from a coach's perspective, it feels like, okay, like, like there's players. I mean, the, the roster got filled out one way or another. Um, okay. The, the, the goal is to try and be competitive this year. Um, but then you could also combat that with, you know, the long-term success of, of this franchise. And and I really believe, I'm just in complete shock of how much was given away for, you know, in the Mabry situation, I love Marina Mabry. I think she's, you know, a great player. I think she brings a lot to this team and she'll step into a great role and she'll do really well there, but she has to, I mean, she has to do well there, but I just, long-term it's baffling to me. Um, It's alarming to me (laughs) to be completely honest with you, but you know, I guess if you feel like you've got the, um, the resources in place and whatever in place to attract free agents and that's how you're going to rebuild this team, then more power to you. But someone who's been around the franchise for so long, I'm concerned with, with that even. So rebuilding through free agency, not rebuilding through the draft, adding assets that way is, is alarming to me long term. I think we'll be talking about this for a while. I gave him a C minus. Sorry, I get long winded on that one. I just think there's so much to unpack and there's so many different ways you can look at it.
0: Hey, it's the hometown team. The hometown teams always get a little bit extra. Uh, Connecticut's son, you know, back then, a month ago, I gave him a C plus and some people are like, what the heck are you doing? Similar in the mindset of like, you and I have been talking about this for a while. This team needed to, to, you know, to be remodeled, uh, to use some home decor terminology. I'm sticking with it. And honestly, I might even bump them up as crazy as it sounds to a B. And that's just because, like, you look at this team, Duana Bonner, Alyssa Thomas, you add Ty Harris, Rebecca Allen, depending on Allen's health, uh, Olivia nelson adoda I like that depth. I like that for the future. Um, You know, getting Bree Jones back, keeping Heidemann, Tiff Hayes is a a good addition in my mind. Um, So when I look at it and I just think to myself, okay, they lost some athleticism in – courtney williams but they've added that back uh with tiff hayes and you know shooting ability with becca allen and a a good point guard um in losing january and uh jazz thomas and ty harris and then you look at it in the sense of okay they lost jonquil jones well she was going to go anyway so i don't necessarily view that as like you lost an mvp you can't have a good grade i think similar to chicago like I view these things from a what is the situation and how did they handle the situation. And I think Connecticut, given the cards they were dealt, your former MVP wanted out. Your point guard has been great, but realistically, at least from my perspective for a few years now, needed to no longer be the starter. So if you're Connecticut, why not make a move for her and then you get something in return? You know, I, to me, I I think it was actually like, say what you want, a pretty I wouldn't I wouldn't say masterful, but a pretty well done uh, off season. You know, shifting many things uh, for the Connecticut Sun, but also finding a way to come out and still be a team that many are considering in that tier right below the super teams.
1: Yeah, no, I, I actually gave him a B plus in my evaluation of it, and I stand by that here today. I. There needed to be change. Um, clearly you're in a new era with new, new, you know, leadership, new front office, new coaching, new coaching staff. So that that's the first and foremost aspect of this. The, you know, the, the the Kurt Miller, Connecticut Sun era, you know, ran its course. They did what they did. But like there needs to be there needs to be change and there needs to be an influx of um, an investment in, in just younger players. Um I like Rebecca Allen being added to this roster. I think there's a chance for her to kind of step into, you know, maybe a slightly bigger role than what she's been used to. Um being able to retain Natisha Heideman, I think was huge. That that was a question mark as to whether that was actually going to happen, so that that's a that's a big thing. Um Olivia Nelson Adota shows a lot of promise um in terms of, you know, the the type of player she can be in this league and um her intangibles. Ty Harris um, is a guard that maybe i'm maybe i'm a you know a homer here and and, him, and too invested in terms of just ty's career but i i just feel like she's a really solid player that hasn't quite had the opportunity that she's needed in this league and i think she could really thrive under a steph white system and step into that role so i mean granted the amount of change this franchise went through um you can't you can't look at them now here today in march and say oh they're not in they're not in okay. They're not in the top two of New York and Vegas, but they're right in that next mix in terms of complete team, potentially you know contender surprise teams, you know teams that are gonna in in theory should win a lot of games this year. So um, I think they had a really solid year. And, and then I mean, I mean the big one was retaining Brianna Jones um, and being able to core her and, and solidify, her, solidify her for at least one more year. I think that's huge and build around her. It'll look a lot different, but I think it was a good for agency.
0: Just gonna drop it. We don't need to talk talk about them. They've gotten enough attention. New York and Vegas both got a, A's, A pluses, top grades. I mean, Vegas to talk a little bit. Vegas added depth that they did not have, uh, and New York added a superstar roster, added two MVPs, and arguably one of the best, if not best, point guards in league history. So I feel like, yeah,
1: I do think it's important to um, to mention. Like, just because these teams have so much talent doesn't necessarily mean it works. Agree. You know? There's so much, especially with Vegas. For me, it's Vegas. I'm not as concerned about New York because I kind of just feel like that might naturally fit.
0: Well, also Stewie, Jonquil, and Sloot have all played together. Yeah,
1: that's a great they point. They have
0: experience. You right. know it works together.
1: I've said it time and time again. Um, and according, according to my trolls on Twitter, I'm a huge Vegas hater, which is not true for the record. Um, I've actually loved watching Las Vegas the last recent years, but I do think it is interesting, you know, just from a dynamic team perspective, this is an interesting um, team that seems like they, and I've said it a few times so far through, through free agency, but this is a team that's been really connected chemistry wise. Then you've got kind of the drama with the De'Arica Hamby situation. And, and then now you're bringing in a player like Candace Parker. How does that look? You know, does this team mesh well? Maybe, maybe it's not a big deal at all. And it works out great. Totally possible. But I'm just kind of, you know, it'll be really interesting to see how this unfolds and how some of these personalities mesh on the court together um, amidst, amidst amidst adversity as well. Because let's not, let's not just act like this is going to go away the investigation and the stuff with Hamby. I mean, this stuff is out there. And so that's going to be something that kind of looms in that shadow for the course of the season. Now, how a team and a a franchise handles that um, is to be determined, but um, clearly all the talent in the world on both those teams. That's for sure.
0: Moving on to Dallas, they had Natasha Howard. uh, They re-signed McCowan. What else? They had Crystal Dangerfield, Diamond of Shields and uh, Loxa. I know Rachel, you're hyped on her. Um, big signing there. I I had them um, before as a not present because they hadn't really made any moves at that time. Um, now they have. Um, I, I'm 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 curious your take on this because I like the names, I don't like the fit. Um, I and and that's specifically looking at Diamond to Shields. I don't like diamond shields on this team play, play wise, style wise. And and that's just my concern specifically because you look at him. besides Natasha Howard, you know, the biggest signing, um, is diamond. Now, obviously you, you got some assets back for Avery, which is great, right? I'm all for getting some sort of assets for a player who's going to be on the way out. Um, I guess I give them kind of like a a C, maybe a C plus if I want to be nice, if I'm in a good mood. Um, I'm curious your take on them. Like, it, I get. I guess it's hard because I'm viewing it from. Am I am I saying, all right, they're gotten better or worse? And I, you, you know, you lose a few good players. You add Natasha Howard. Um, they had to make moves to cut ties with some of these younger players because at a certain point, you just can't have a roster of twelve young players. You need right. some vets. Um, long windedly, Rachel, you're fine.
1: I'm always long winded, so it's fine. Um, I actually, I'm looking back at my grades. I gave him an A minus, which I think is debatable at this point. (laughs) Again, depending on what, what, what I gave him that grade right after that trade where I felt like Greg fleeced Chicago, Yeah. Um, which clearly you got a ton of assets, but we're, we're very used to Dallas having draft assets at some point back to your point, you know, you've got to be able to get. You can't just be the youngest, most promising team in the league. You've got to take that next step. I don't know that they actually did that this year. I think it's a bit shocking to – I would imagine it's got to be somewhat shocking to um, Trammell, you know, to walk into this situation, and her roster looks completely different than what she thought she was signing up for. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a team without Marina Mabry changes the entire dynamic of the team. There's no one who can really stretch the floor. I mean, that's going to be wide open. That's going to be something they have to address – um, in the draft big time. You put a long term investor investment into Tierra McCowan. I love Tierra McCowan. She's had a she's had a great last season. She's take she's taken good strides, but she's a system type of player and I don't know what what the system is going to look like under Trammel. So how does that fit look? And then you're throwing on the dynamics of, you know, Arique and Diamond to Shields. What does that look like? You know, it's hard for me to envision what that looks like. Um also, Crystal Danger Field, let's not forget that. That was an addition that, that happened through New York. So, I mean, I don't know. I, You got assets. You got some names. You got a little bit older. You don't have anyone who can who can stretch the floor the way you need to. So, again, I think, like, the draft will be huge. Um, it'll be really interesting. And with them having three first-round picks, I mean, I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, the thing, the, Rachel, the thing that, that – I don't know. Well, the thing,
0: based on what you're saying, I completely agree with everything. It's just like if I'm Dallas, I don't want the draft to be how I answer the questions of my shooting yeah. ability because you need those people to step up big. Like I don't know if if I was Greg, there are some other players that I would have been on the chopping block, um, just in regards to the need of shooting ability. That's well,
1: the- and I, I really feel like we are going to watch this team through the course of this season, and I think it's going to have some really difficult moments. And I think it's really going to stem back to the fact that Marina Mabry is not on this roster. That's a huge, yeah. that's a huge loss. And you maximized what you could get out of her probably in a way that no one could have thought. And that's a player who there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Maybe you couldn't retain her one way or another, you know, so, okay, let's maximize, you know, we would love to keep her if we could, but we, we can't. So let, let's maximize what we could get. I think that's a huge hit. That's a huge hit, and I'm kicking myself for giving him an A-, because now here I am a month removed or so, and I think that's going to be um, something we're talking about all season long, her not being on that roster.
0: I want to take a moment to let everyone know that Winsider is doing our March Madness Bracket Challenge again this year. I'm very excited to say we've partnered with Erica McCall to make the prize pot even better. The top three finishers will all win a prize from Erica, along with a flurry of prizes from our amazing affiliates, Homage and breaking tea, along with some cool Winsider gifts. It's really simple to join. Just go over to ESPN.com, look for that Women's NCAA bracket button. The group name is Winsider Bracket Challenge, and the password is Draft Lottery with no capitals. Best of luck to everyone. Let's hop right back in. Indiana Fever, I gave a D. If I'm oh, being man. Man. <laughs> Well, I will look. Hear me out. They didn't really make any moves. Like, I, we're, I'm judging it based off the moves you make, right? Like, okay, Christy Wallace, you get rid of D-Rob. Cool, love it. Um, you add Erica Wheeler. Cool, love it. But, like, did it really move the needle?
1: You like, re Victoria Vivians. You re-sign Emma Cannon. You sign Maya Caldwell. I mean, but, like, did they need to move the needle? You're not going to attract top free agent top free agents, at least yet. I mean, I'm sure they tried. Yeah. I'm sure Lynn Dunn yeah. tried to be in those conversations, but you're not getting Courtney Vandersloot to go to the fever. So, yeah. you know, like, like you've got this youthful roster that was thrown into the fire last year. You've got the number one pick. Like it is, again, we've been saying it forever because, you know, you have the effect of everything that happened in the last few years, but it's now on the trajectory of like, they've been rebuilding and now they're taking like, the next step of the rebuild i
0: so i would say this and and because i know um i don't there'll probably be backlash for this why am i why am i giving a positive grade to atlanta and negative and like a non-positive grade to indiana and the reason in my perspective um right wrong in the middle is that to me atlanta took steps in the right direction in Indiana, it almost felt like a like a stall move, not in a bad way, right? But like a we don't there wasn't somebody that we could get that would help us truly take a step in the right direction, like a a noticeable step, I'll say. Cause I, I think Indiana took like baby steps, right? Like they're not moving in the negative anymore, and that's been the issue for a very long time in the free agency period. I mean, honestly, during the Tamika Catchings GM era, like, that was a huge issue. They were taking steps in the wrong direction. I don't think this team took a step in the wrong direction, so maybe that's a step in the right direction. So maybe I'm just being a jerk. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll bump it up to a C, a C-minus, um, just hearing me talk it out.
1: You you can be neutral with it. That's like what I do with the Bs. It's just kind of like, B.
0: Rachel's one grade nicer than me. B. Um, <laughs> <laughs> L.A. Sparks... I gave him a B plus. Um, look, they add Hamby for basically a cap dump. Um, you add Jasmine Thomas. You like think that's great in the look in the sense we of, we you don't... have a new coach. You have a sense of a new coach who has experience with her. Good move. You need someone who the coach can trust and can lead. They brought back NECA and Sinead. Didn't have any questions about that. Lexi Brown's back Jordan Canada's back. Um, I, look, with the Steph Talbot injury, um, with with Katie Lou being pregnant, um, obviously I think the trajectory of this team this season is different than maybe we would have thought a month ago. Um, do I think that it impacts their grade that much? I don't think I would give them a B-plus anymore because they were definitely, like, in my mind, they started from scratch. And if you look at the roster, they built a team that's definitely a playoff team. You include some of these injuries, hiccups, whatever. Obviously, as Ray Stevens a big signing, I think I would bump it down to a B minus, just because you lose some of that, those day one important players. Um, and to me, like that can't go ignored. Whether you know what I mean, whether or not that's their fault.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. But my thing is that's out of their control. Okay. What okay. What were the moves? This is just my my metric. What were the moves that they made in this in this first year? LA has been a train wreck the last couple of years. I mean, it, my God, you know, now Fisher era was horrible. It's still LA, but like the moves they needed to make this summer needed to be just solid. You needed to change the culture. You needed to get solid pieces that were steady pros that know what they're doing that aren't going to have off-the-court issues, chemistry issues, locker room issues, whatever it may be, you needed to just have solid moves. Now, while Jasmine Thomas hopefully is feeling great and 100%, she looks awesome to be determined, Um, I like the longevity there. To me, I really, really, really am a fan. Uh, The Talbot stuff sucks. The Katie Lou Samuelson stuff, whether that was expected or not, we don't know. Um, Obviously, congrats. Congratulations, (laughs) big time. That's awesome. But, you know, in terms of just – the positions that they need, I think that changes the stuff what they need for the draft. Um, really needing to, again, kind of like a Dallas situation, you've got to target people who can stretch the floor and knock down shots. We've been saying this with LA for a couple years now, mm-hmm. um, but I would say them being able to attract a top free agent like Asare Stevens was huge at this point. Um, because let's be honest, outside of Courtney Vandersloot, Branna Stewart, it was her. Now part of it, part of it is supply and demand, <laughs> you know, in terms of, you know, like, like what position and, and what that might look like in the knee. but like Azari Stevens was like one of the top free agent names this year. Um, and I think that, you know, you had half, you had half the league courting you and, and trying to make a play for you. The fact that LA came out on top with that was a really big sign. Um, and I, I think that they did about as well as you could expect this free agency. And then also in comparison to the last couple free agencies, um I gave him an A. I thought it yep. was a pretty really successful year.
0: All right. Minnesota Lynx. Oh my god. Last step last time I gave him an F, but then you pointed out that they did bring back Milic, but they did not day one uh, on signing day state her as starter. Um so that bumped it from, you know, an A. No, I'm joking. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> What if, what if I really was like, I, they signed Milic back, and they said she's a starter day one. That's an A team. No.
1: That, that, that off-brand for you, to be honest. I know,
0: right? <laughs> I'll say that. Like, look, we know what the narrative the team is pushing. We lost Sill. That's a horrible big loss. She's the greatest center of all time. But you look back to the bubble season when they went to the semifinals, which, by the way, there's an asterisk there. That was one game they played to go to the semifinals. They won one playoff game that season. Sorry. Um... But they keep pointing back. Everything I've seen from the team, they keep pointing back to that semifinals as a reason why they can run back this roster. Obviously, there's small tweaks to it. You look at last year, they were a bubble playoff team that got popped uh, towards the end of the season and they didn't have Nafisa Collier back. They're getting Fee back. Um, but, and I say this with all respect to Fee. Like I've never seen a season from Nafisa where I put her in the same discussion as Sylvia Fowles. So I don't care that Like, and I say this with respect, I don't care for all the people who are saying, yeah, but yeah, they lost Silva, they're bringing back Fee, they're going to be a better team than last year. Sorry, I don't care for that logic. That's not logic that's going to win me over to your train of thought. Um, This team has shown me that they don't have three-pointing potential. Uh, Kane McBride, Ariel Powers are too streaky. Um, Jessica Shepard, love it. But what we saw was she was used a lot last season and overseas. Amazing first half of the season, basically disappeared second half of the season. Um, Demiris Dantas, which Dantas are we going to get? Are we going to get the hot streak Dantas or the one who disappeared um, for a variety of, and I'm not talking about her personal matters when she left the team power to her, do what's best for you. I'm talking about play.
1: For sure. Um,
0: she was very MIA for long stretches. We've seen what she can be, but if she's not hitting that three, you look at this team, and they have a lot of issues. Adding uh, a- adding Tiff Mitchell is not going to solve your issues. And honestly, I view her in a very similar light to Kayla McBride and aerial powers with less outside shooting ability. So I don't know, like in my mind, and this is not me speaking from insider trading or anything like that, but like in my mind, the Tiff Mitchell move was premature. The Tiff Mitchell move was a move that you do if you're able to move powers, if you're able to move McBride or something like that. But now you're basically repeating your mistakes from past of stacking your roster. Like the W is not a, a wing league anymore, in my perspective at least. Um, it's much more currently about the bigs, right? It's about the stretch bigs. It's like look at who wins MVP. Look who leads the team in a variety of different stats. But the Lynx are doubling down on a old W-style mentality of roster building and just, like, stacking it with tons of wings. And it didn't work for the wings. Um, It's not going to work for the wings.
1: They they walked into this free agency, like, handcuffed and shackled. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Like, how can you make moves and be aggressive after top free agents and, and do what you need to do while you've got these massive contracts or, you know, players that you can't move. Um, you know, it's like, it's like trying to get through free agency with one arm and both your legs and your other arm are tied down. I mean, that's how, that's literally what I see when I look at Minnesota. So like, to me, it's not just about one year. If, we, if I was grading this year and the addition of Lindsey Allen and Tiffany Mitchell, like, I'm like, first off, like, I don't, that's the best we can do. Mm -hmm. But then I I also have, you have to understand why that was all they could do. The only thing, and and maybe I'm, maybe I'm completely wrong. I'm not a GM. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Maybe they'll go on and be a top five team in the league and have a great season. But I just, I have a lot of concerns. I have a lot of concerns about what this team's going to look like. I have a lot of concerns. I mean, Dantas has got to show something. She cannot, she's got to produce this year. To me, that's, that is a a non-negotiable to any, I mean, Jessica Shepard's made huge strides. I think she's going to be solid. I mean, alongside Nafisa Collier would, okay, that's great. But again, I just, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing this team make the moves that they need to make in order to be competitive. The only thing I can think of, and again, I'm going to say it, like, are they tanking for the lottery? (laughs) Yeah. No one's ever going to say that, but you know, it's kind of like maybe this, Maybe it does end up working long term in the favor because then you end up getting in the lottery again and and you get one of those coveted, you know, couple picks in the 2024 draft, which to be determined who's actually in that draft. But I know the big narrative is that's a huge, great class and that's amazing. So it could end up working really, really well for the franchise. But again, I just they were unable to make the moves they needed to make or compete, you know, in free agency the way they needed to because they're handcuffed and shackled because of their other contracts and, and decisions they've made in years past. That's what I see.
0: Yeah. And like, I, I don't know if we've talked about it on a pod or not, but like the sandwich of power, right? Like when Cheryl Reeve was removed, stepped down, whatever the whatever the, the narrative is from being the GM, um, and they put Claire in that spot, excited for, for someone who's been around for a while to get that opportunity. But there's serious, serious concerns about, you know, Reeve is now the boss of the GM. The GM is supposed to have the autonomy over the coach, at least in my perspective, they need to be able to work together and be on an equal playing field, but understanding that in different realms, the other one has more power and putting Reeve above her uh, in the power structure. doesn't make sense to me. And to be blunt, like it looks like it's just been a slow decline since 2018 uh, when Reeve took over that role of GM and I haven't seen anything to think otherwise. Um,
1: so, there's, yeah. there's a real uh, lack of criticism, right?
0: I mean, I haven't seen anybody talk about the fact that, like, here's my thing. I completely understand that you lose Maya. Simone's on the way down, right? Brunson's lost. Waylon's lost. Still stuck around for a little bit longer, and now she's gone. I completely understand. You, there's going to be vacuums, right? And be, when you have that amount of talent, you're not going to be on the top end of the draft. But... If you actually have established yourself, like for so long, Minnesota has been claiming we are the standard, right? People need to do it like us. People want to come play for us, blah, blah, blah. No, they don't. <laughs> like just to be blunt, like based on who you signed over the past few years, no, they don't. You haven't signed a top free agent in I don't know how many years. Um, and to be blunt, like you keep doing the same thing over and over expecting different results. Do the math.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: Next team. Phoenix Mercury. Uh last team, last time I said not present. Uh now they have re signed Diane Taurasi. They have re-signed Brittany Griner, Shea Petty, they signed Mariah Jefferson, which is a move I really like. Um Destiny Slocum, Chug Sutton, uh Sydney Weiss, Jenny Sims.
1: Sophie Cunningham.
0: Sophie Cunningham. Um you ready? I, who?
1: Michaela. Oh,
0: yeah, sorry. I misheard you. I thought you said Enrique and I was like, you wait, just, what?
1: You got, you, got to, you got to give a little flair when you say her last name. Yeah.
0: One. No, I, I, I just assumed that you said Arike, and I missed some no. big breaking news. Um, but they did lose uh, Diamond of Shields, who is a player who did a lot of stuff for them over the past uh, year. Here's my thing. The big, the big question mark, the big elephant in the room is Skylar Diggins-Smith. Is she playing? Um... It, would she want to play? What's, what's the... We all saw the drama unfold on live national television last year. Um, we saw her screaming at her coach to take her out of the game. We saw her and Terassi get into a little uh, spout. That's not the word. Spout uh, on the sidelines and, and having some players you know, de-escalate the situation. To me, it's as simple as this. If you have Skylar Diggins-Smith, Sophie Cunningham, Brittany Greiner, I'll include Diana Taurasi because everyone would be pissed if I don't, Sydney Weiss, um, and Brianna Turner. You're talking about a team that can, I don't care, like, shout out to the Indiana Fever when they beat the Lynx in the finals. Like, you're talking about a super team killer right there. <clears throat> but if you replace Skylar with Mariah Jefferson as your starter, now I'm high on Mo Jeff, but she needs to stay healthy. And she doesn't have that durability that Skyler has. And so to me, that knocks them down a peg or two. Now, realistically, if Skyler... So, like, I can't grade them because so much of it comes down to the situation of Skyler, which would impact the grade. I guess I'll give them, like, a a pass. I, they're a pass-fail team, in my mind, and they pass.
1: I mean, Tarazi's going to play, what, at most 75% of the games? Yeah. I mean that would be like a good year, I would think. Yeah. Um. I I don't care what anyone says. Brittany Griner on the floor, the way she was playing before, before everything went down before last season, was MVP caliber. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would imagine my gut is that she she won't skip a beat in that area. Um. But you're exactly right. What what happens with Skylar Diggins Smith? I mean, you if she's playing and this team can figure it out from a chemistry perspective, but with their coach. Um, I like the addition of Michaela. I like the addition of Mariah Jefferson. I think that you've got Sophie Cunningham you're able to retain. Like, there's some sauce to this roster. I, I think it's got a lot of potential um, that looks a lot different without Skylar Diggins-Smith playing. Um, I have no idea when we will find that out. I, I, I feel like I feel like if I had to guess, and I don't know anything, it's hard for me to envision her playing this year on this team with just how bad it got last year. Um, you know, and with the pregnancy and stuff like that, he just kind of wondered does she does she sit this season out? But again, I would be pleasantly surprised if she does play and this team can somehow find a way to figure it out with their coach and and things work because if they can, I mean it's actually an interesting roster i don't I don't even hate the fact that Diamond Deshields left. I thought that was a little bit of an odd fit from the start um I like it. I like it, but like you said, the pass-fail thing is, is a good way to to analyze this because it's kind of like there's still a lot that's unknown.
0: Mm-hmm. Now our last team, Seattle. Last time I gave him a D, uh, look, you yeah, had Kia Nurse, Sammy Wickham's back. You bring back Ezzy, Yvonne Turner, Theresa Plaisons, Jade Melbourne. Um, I mean, Mercedes Russell, huge on Mercedes Russell. What's her status? I think I saw a report that she is 100% to go. Um, this team, maybe, like, yeah, no, I, I, I think I stay with my D. Like, I they similarly have stacked it with a lot of similar players, a similar style, a lot of similar positional players. I don't know who their main ball handler is.
1: Yeah, who's your point guard,
0: Yvonne Turner, maybe. Um,
1: you had all this time to figure out what the post-Sue Bird era would look like. And mm-hmm. we're sitting here today on March 15th, and we don't know who your starting point guard is going to be.
0: Yep. Heck, put Jewel at starting. Like, just let Jewel play everything.
1: It's just, it's just, <laughs> Seattle was was lucky for so long, you know, to be in that era of Sue Bird and Branna Stewart. Like, amazing, amazing, amazing. But man, this is going to be some rough roads
0: question and this is a uh, a very leading question is it a disappointment for seattle to come out of the sue Bird, lauren jackson slash brianna stewart era right and only have what they got four rings i guess four is enough but i guess the 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 have no now that i think when i add lj into it fine but when you look at it with stewie like should they like i don't know it's a little bit i you look I think at that there. You know, was a
1: year wasn't there a year there where it was like they were going to be really really good. Stewie was hurt. Yeah, like, that could have been a potential ring winning. season. Oh, it, it was in
0: my mind. It was a so, clear winning. Yeah.
1: So, you know how many did she end up playing there? I think it was what actually playing on the court was it four? I don't know off top of my head.
0: No, definitely more than that. One second, one second. Let me just.
1: I just go back to thinking about the the year with the Achilles injury, and she was the ambassador to the league all that. oh stuff.
0: that was the stupidest thing ever um that was 2019 so 20 um 2016 was her first season 17 18 misses 19 then 20 21 22 i mean look i i look at it and i go okay obviously not but most definitely the 2016 2017 seasons were disappointing like yeah, I'd she was young, the coaching wasn't there. It was.
1: I'd have to really, man, it's amazing how fast time goes. Like it felt like maybe like five years, but it was actually like much more than that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you sit there and think, man, disappointing. We should have had more rings. I do think that that 2019 year would have been, that was like supposed to be like stack, 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 Seattle storm in their prime, you know, years. Um, so that, that could have been another potential ring. Um, I guess, of course, we'll never know. Could always play. Can always play the coulda, woulda, shoulda. But um, I mean, yeah. I mean, clearly blessed with a lot of, you know, just legendary talent. And now it's just you're sitting back and you're like, of course, there's going to be a just a feeling of like, man, like, like what, what does this look like from here? Um, I still think there's reason. I don't. We don't need to get into it. I know we were going to say. There's still a question as to whether should, should they have cored Stu a year ago as opposed to coring. Um, Jewel. Jewel Lloyd, thank you. Um, I think that's a debate, which I still can find fairly interesting. But, I mean, what, what's done is done. And I, at this point, I, I don't know. To be determined. It's not, it's not looking great. Um, you've got to find a way to find someone who can bring the ball down the floor and handle pressure. That's all I know right now.
0: Well, that's all the teams. Uh, I'll just drop a little tidbit breaking news because why the heck not? Um, Heard from multiple sources, new jerseys are on the way. Oddly, uh, what I'm hearing is it's not going to be every team getting it this year. Uh, But some teams will have to wait till next year. We'll see if that holds true. That seems
1: odd to me. That seems odd to me, but okay.
0: I mean, it's the W, so they would do that. But um, look, I'm all for anything that gets more merchandise, more jerseys, uh, as long as we can actually buy the jerseys this time, right? So excited! To keep your eyes peeled for that one, um, and make sure you're joining us on our playback streams in the future. Again, the link is playback.tv/backslash Winsider. Have a good one.